Welcome back to Unemployed with Anna Royston. You know what? It's Sunday, so I feel very unemployed by choice today. Hopefully Ellen and our guest are unemployed today too, or else I'll feel sad about being unemployed on a Sunday. But uh, it's a beautiful day. I'm so excited for this episode. This is someone I admire. I have looked up to in this in this community, in the comedy community, for many years now. I think she's fabulous. She's a very funny comedian, writer, actress who, you know what, you most recently, you know her from lots of things, but recently she was on Shrill. Amazing show. Check it out. We've got Joe Firestone with us today. Thank Hi, you. Hi. Hi. Welcome to the pod. Thank you. Did you, did you have a job today? No. Thank God. No. Unemployed today, right? Yes. Yes. Ellen, are you unemployed today? Yep. My only job today is playing Animal Crossing and eating takeout. Wow. Those don't sound like jobs to me. So congrats. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, how have you been? This is where I like to play the catch up since pandemic. I haven't seen you IRL in a very long time. I know it's been a very long time. Um, I have I it's also kind of like I I see you I see you online and I think, oh, well, there's Anna. Hello, Anna. But then I, I ne you know, it's like you don't really it's that's actually not a healthy way of thinking you've seen someone. I know. I feel the same exact way, though. And yeah. then there are people who I don't follow, and I'll see them in real life, and I, I'll almost be like, oh, how are you? <laughs> I, you are a foreigner at this point. I've never seen you before. So, yeah, I keep up with I – I like to keep up with you, too, online. I'm so glad we have that relationship. Oh, yeah. It's, yes, it, it's good. It's, it's health. And, uh, yeah, I, I think that um, – I've been doing okay. I, I joined a, a CSA to try to get more vegetables – Oh, nice. But they're like all really, um, I think they're, um, I just, I have to believe that maybe these are vegetables that couldn't be sold in stores. They're like no. very odd vegetables, really odd shapes and tastes. And Like um, what? Do you have, do you have any yeah. that come to mind? Um, I'll start with the basic, you know, kohlrabi. Okay. Kohlrabi, which is like a zucchini. Uh uh. No. <laughs> is it a leafy green? I can't no. remember. No, no, it's white. It's, it's white. white. Uh huh. <laughs> but not like cauliflower. Mm -mm. No. They you know, I've seen yeah, it, it's... and you say when it comes off the tongue, it sounds like, oh, tonight we have a sauteed kohlrabi. Don't but... get it. Don't get it. It's the shape of a human <laughs> head, and it's white, and it's. Uh, it basically like looks like my head, and then it's uh, kind of like the mix between cauliflower and jicama. Okay. Have you ever wanted that? I thought, oh, I wish there was something in between these two vegetables. <laughs> these two had a baby. <laughs> um, no, I love them both, but no, never that never crossed my mind. Yeah, yeah. there's some. There's one that was. Um, I just got these things that look like uh, green green beans, but in that one level of mario that everything gets really big <laughs> they were so big i couldn't believe it these like it looked like um it, i love big yeah. world and super mario was, i know what you mean it was really large like the size of a banana <laughs> <laughs> do they tell you ahead of time or are they like here's here's what you're getting this week or you just show up and pick up your your stuff and you're like 
I have to now Google what these are and how to prepare. <laughs> yeah, well, they sometimes like kind of are vague. They'll be like cucumber medley. And I'll be like, what, what, what's the medley? Like, and then they don't tell you the fruit. They like keep that as a surprise. And I got there last time and they were like, oh, you could have 12 peaches, which is so many peaches. You yeah. can't eat 12 peaches. No, you got to be making a pie or something with Even that. Yeah, it's like, oh, we need for three peaches for this. Pie. You got to make like four pies. <laughs> I love that. It's funny because you said that I went to the farmer's market yesterday. Um, and I love going to a farmer's market without the intention of shopping. And then, <laughs> you know, and then I like I came back. I didn't even have like the proper bag to bring to the farmer's market. So I they gave me like a huge, like big, giant blue plastic bag. I took everything. And so now I feel this pressure tonight. I'm like, oh, shit, I have to cook a full vegetable feast. Yes, you do. <laughs> and it's yes, this is what I do every week. And every week I'm like, oh, I made I made a soup. Um, Amazing. Yeah, but the soup. Uh, like they only give you like uh, basically the only thing you could really make is beets. They really are good at giving you beets. I've never eaten so many beets, but like they gave me three carrots, and I was like, "Oh, great, three carrots! I'll make carrot soup." And then I started cooking it. I realized you actually need more than three carrots. To I was make gonna this. say, yeah, <laughs> needs like thirty. Carrots yes, right. Well, I'm buy more carrots. So I'm like, why am I even in this thing if I'm actually uh, buying more vegetables just from the store? Oh my god! How long have you done it? This has been like four or five weeks, and each each time I think, never, never again. What have I done here? <laughs> are you committed to it for like? Do, are you allowed yeah, to like until September? Leave? Oh wow! Okay, got it. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. You, you know, you got to start making. I don't know, gazpachos or something, and you just. I like those because then you can chop everything up, and who cares what it is if it's kohlrabi or jicama. Interesting. Who knows? Okay. And then you and then you just make put it all and you cover it up in a gazpacho. Yeah. This mm -hmm. yeah, I need a lot of those things cuz like I got one thing and it my boyfriend thought it looked like ethernet cables and it turns <laughs> out that was um garlic scapes. Have you ever seen it? Yeah. What do you, but what do you do with these things? Mm, I guess you could kind of use them like scallions or something. You just kind of like chop oh. them up and use them as like an, as an herb, a little spice. I think I got one of those once and for like every meal for three days, everything had it in it. And then there, there was a point where I was like, I think I have to be done. Like I'm, I want French toast. I don't want to, I can't anymore. <laughs> Weren't you cooking? I remember you did some cooking, you know, we all dabbled in the cooking on Instagram during the pandemic. Yeah. Didn't you do some videos where you were, you were cooking? Yeah. With my um, grandma. Ah, yes. Yeah. Oh my God. I watched those. I loved those. Oh, thanks. I mean, like, I remember because I love grandmas and I love cooking. I was making soups. Um, did grandma teach you how to cook? I mean, she just knows how to cook and I'm not very good at it, but she loves it. She's like 92 right. and she still cooks like every day. It's kind of amazing. Oh, mm -hmm. so so you felt empowered and you got the CSA thinking now's my chance. And yeah, it's really it's they're challenging you. Yeah, they're challenging me. There's really a challenge. <laughs> there is someone behind there being like, what exotic vegetables do we want to fuck with people this week? You know, and they're just like, no one will buy these. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> this week, it was like they tell you the new vegetables on Monday and go pick it up Tuesday. And this week I was like, I can't have any more beets. I really cannot. I've eaten so many freaking beets. And then yeah. they're like, oh, this week we have badger flame. And I was like, what, what? is badger flame? Then I go and find out it's a beet, and there is <laughs> you have a different name for it because they know they like can't eat anymore. 
bad improv team. <laughs> Please welcome to the stage, Badger Flame. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Could we have a suggestion of any vegetable? I love it. <laughs> oh my goodness. So how has your uh, how has your employment status, aside from your your vegetable situation, how's your employment status been uh, over the last year? On and off, but right now yeah. I'm unemployed, very unemployed. I've really? Been, yeah, I've been. I'm sad. We caught you at a. Mm. You're usually not. I feel like you're you're one of those people that you you go from gig to gig. You got you've got good gigs. I but... appreciate that. That's the impression. It does feel like I'm always unemployed, and then like when I book a trip or when I like actually have somebody coming up, that's when I'll get a job. Mm-hmm. Always. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I'll have nothing for like six weeks. Yeah. And then you're like, I'm going to go see my parents this weekend. And they're like, you have a self tape. You have this, you <laughs> yeah. have that, you have that. And you're like, what? I'm uh, give it to me in the last. Yeah. I know. The universe knows to fuck with us that way. It's I unfortunate. I know. That's why I, but it is fortunate. I don't know. Yeah. I keep waiting. <laughs> I, cause I, I gotta take, I gotta get, I gotta take away my mustache, but I've been waiting. Cause I think well, I, I'm going to do it too early and then I'm never going to get a job. But then what's the point? So I'm like, maybe I'll just wait until I get a job to take off the mustache. But it's been a, it's been growing. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> yeah, this is a podcast, but you can't see. Joe has a full beard <laughs> at this point. It's like down to your shoulders. I mean, that's admirable. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so on and off. Were you shooting shrill during COVID? How did that mm-hmm. work out? Yeah. You were. Yeah, we just got tested like, a lot and tested right. four times a week. And it's actually kind of nice because then you get a free COVID test. I'm always <laughs> thinking I got a COVID. So it's actually, that was, it's, they're kind of expensive now. They are? COVID tests. Right. I haven't yeah. gotten one in a while since it was free. I know. Well, now the health insurance companies are like, you don't need mm. to, to get a test anymore if you're vaccinated. Right. But then it's like, well, but what about all of us who are afraid? But right. Then, you know, it's out of pocket now. Especially with the other variants yeah. and everything. Yeah. Yeah. We, it should be a standard thing, I think, everywhere. At yeah, this yeah. Point. I'm into it. There's these, have you heard about the dogs? No. The COVID the dogs? dogs? No. Dogs are getting COVID now? No, no, no. They're training dogs to sniff out COVID. What? At like stadiums and stuff and concerts. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. That's wild. Yeah. How does that even work? How can you smell COVID? (laughs) I don't know, but these dogs can smell. They were training them in Thailand. Oh my God. I know. Isn't that amazing? Now these dogs can add to their resume. Like I can smell drugs and, (laughs) you know, COVID. More jobs for dogs. Yeah, more jobs for dogs. That's wild. Have you seen, I just watched a new show last night about, uh, it's called Dog House. Have you seen it? The UK reality show? Where the dogs oh, no, get but paired. I need I've I've seen like a trailer for it or something, and I was like, I need to see this show. Is it good? Yeah, there was one dog that kind of looks like your dog, but it was it was uh, it was emotionally disturbed, and the people returned him. Oh no! Oh no! Can I spill some tea? Yeah. I don't know if it's true or not, but. I, I have to, people who know me know, I, I did get my dog very young, um, at a store in Hell's Kitchen. Um, I like to think I saved him. It wasn't a nice store. He was like locked in a jewelry case with a bunch of other puppies. And I, I found him, I was living in LA. That's how bad it was. I found him and I was like, how much is that dog in the window? And I, I came back and I begged my grandma to buy him with me. And, um, cause I didn't have money. And then, uh, 
Anyway, in the store when I was getting him, they were like, I, I already loved the dog. I was like, you don't have to sell him to me. I want this dog. You know, I'm going to try and negotiate with you. And they go, oh, yeah, you know, we've had a lot of celebrities uh, get dogs from us. And I was like, oh, wow. And they said, you know, a, a very well-known animal lover, Ellen DeGeneres, bought dogs from us. I don't know if they were lying because I'm thinking Ellen didn't come to 51st and like ninth <laughs> to buy a dog. But they go, but you want to know something? She returned them. And I was like, there was a good year there where I was like, Ellen returned a dog? Like, no. So I don't know if it's true or not, but that's where I got Bobby Flay. They were like, they told me that. I was like, should I not want this dog? I don't understand the point of telling me this. (laughs) That'd be a weird rumor to just like start randomly about Ellen DeGeneres. It's so random. Right? But you know, I told all my friends, I was like, and they told me Ellen (laughs) got dogs there and returned them. (laughs) She has the happiest show at the time, you know, she has the happiest show on television. Why would she return a dog? Can't she just give it to a housekeeper of hers or something (laughs) if she doesn't like it? I do think that, like, I I think that if you're going to, like, the returning of a dog, I think that, honestly, dogs just need some time. I think if you're going to (laughs) return, like, just wait, like, a year. Yeah. Dogs need some time to adjust. They do. It's like a, any new relationship, you know? Yeah. Like, My dog was really bad. Really bad. Bit a lot of people. Oh, barked no. at a lot of people. You know, shit on the rug. Really uh, kind of did everything. You ate Christmas presents. And then oh. and then he turned out to be a pretty good dog. Was he a puppy when you got him? No, no. Adult. Fully formed. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he was just letting you know it's going to take me a minute to adjust here. <laughs> Yeah, my dog was bad, but he was eight weeks old. He chewed everything, like a computer charger a week. It was just like (laughs) I'd show up to the Apple store. I'm like, again, (laughs) I knew the price. I was like eighty five dollars and ninety cents. Like I I didn't (laughs) want to do it anymore. The this this guy was once telling me how his dog ate the couch. And (laughs) since having the dog, they went through four couches. (gasps) That's a lot of money. Couches are not cheap. No. Yeah. At that point, I'd I'd maybe consider <laughs> I'd I'd return. <laughs> Be like, let me just price these out here. You know, <laughs> I'm sure there were points in our lives where our parents were like, I wish I could return my kid. Like, <laughs> right? Oh, I shouldn't yeah. say that. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> Oh, God. Okay, so the show is good, though. It was... Uh, British TV is so good. Yeah, this was really good. It is programmed in a way, like, the way it's spaced out, um, it does seem like maybe it was formatted by a dog. It, like, doesn't make sense in actual format, but it's... Um, besides that, if you just kind of realize that they've made some really odd choices in terms of the order of the show, it's pretty good. Okay, okay. <laughs> I like it. I got into a UK uh, dating show over the pandemic that I really love. Singletown. Oh, I don't know that one. What's that one about? It's on HBO Max, but it was like, I don't know. They put it on HBO Max afterwards. I don't know where originally. It was a bunch of people who were in committed relationships go to like a real world style house, like a loft, and they get to be single for like 
the duration of the show and the show oh. like sets them up on dates and stuff and they get to decide each week would you like to stay in single town or do you want to go back to your partner because you're separated from your partner so there's two houses so like each partner from the relationship is in the other house and they try to like mess with you and you get to they show you like your partner on a date with someone else like oh, you know you get to watch the date on tv it was dramatic it was good Sounds good it was actually good because <laughs> every week they're like, so do you, and if one partner wants to go back, then, you know, and the other one wants to stay single, it's like, you know, that's when the drama happens, oh, oh. but, it, but you do it blindly. So if both people want to go back to their partner, you like hold something up like a ring. I don't know. And then if they want to go back, oh. then you leave the show happy forever. Oh. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> it's cringe to think about, but it was, it was a good reality show. Okay. I'll watch that. Singletown. Yeah, they all have really good accents too, you know, and the oh, drunker yeah. they get, the better the accent. It's yeah, nice. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a strange thing because they do, the accent makes them seem so smart. <laughs> and, but that they're also on this TV show willingly. And there's a lot going on that's cognitive dissonance to the viewers. Absolutely. <laughs> so I love to take it back with my guests. I want to know before you were a comedian and an actress, what, what was like the first job you had when you were younger? Well, my first job, I got a job. Um, uh, I was at working at this place in the food court at the mall called uh, Little Tokyo. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Little Joe works at Little Tokyo. Yeah. What were you? Were you like behind the register? Or oh were no, you... they put me out front. I was given a weight a weight chicken samples. Oh, like the bourbon chicken yeah. samples? Yeah, ours was a kind of a variation of bourbon chicken. Um, yeah, but it kind of tasted like <laughs> bourbon chicken. So. <laughs> I love it. How how old were you when you did this job? I got a job when I was sixteen. So I don't. I'd done like babysitting before then, but then I got this job when I was sixteen, and uh, I worked there for three days. And then they asked me not to come back. What? Oh no! Why? Three days. Yeah. <laughs> what happened? Did uh, you eat the chicken? No, I just okay. So the the boss was like, "You gotta sell more chicken," and I was like, <laughs> "But I don't." Uh, and he's like, "Tell them it's fat free," and I was like, "But it's not fat free." And then he's like, "Tell them it's fat free," and I just remember kind of getting into it with the with the boss and then wow. i think he was just like this is not for you and you were then, honest you went with your, your you went with your gut you were like i'm not gonna lie to these people this chicken is completely not fat <laughs> very admirable yes yeah that makes me think like you know when menus are like organic you know <laughs> great organic grade grass-fed steak it's like someone downstairs was like just put it on the menu <laughs> they're gonna order it just do it. Yeah. Well, I, I, I agree. I think that maybe if I would have just learned, then I, I think I could have gotten a lot further in life. I mean, so after a little Tokyo, I did, I guess I moved on to, um, I worked. Where was, out, where was this mall? Sorry. Where this, did you grow up again? St. Louis. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then I moved on, I moved on to, um, I got another job. I've been worked in a lot of food service. I got a job at uh, Racanelli's. That's um, Racanelli's. I feel like I've heard of this. That's uh, food with a New York attitude. Also based in St. Louis. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's a pizza place. 
pizza. Okay. Of course, yeah. So scrambled. Is it a chain? They have a few in St. Louis, but the, mostly people go there for the attitude and, <laughs> and the thin, thick crust. Did you have to audition for this job? Were you? No, uh, no. But I did. I did. I at one point, I remember we went in, and I was like, I was a cashier, and I was also like a. I made strambolis, and I remember one time they were like pop quiz, pizza quiz, and then we all had to take a pizza quiz, and I. <sighs> I did. I was so panicked. They were like, "What toppings do we offer?" I was like, "I don't know." It was really nerve wracking to get take pop pop quiz pizza quiz. They pop quiz did it a job. That's I hate pop quizzes I in know, school. I know, but it was wow. that was kind of a. Uh, um, was I the like, quiz the end of that job or? I lasted make- a little bit longer for there, but uh, the, I think I still can't smell that pizza without feeling uh, feeling a sense of. Um, there's something bad, uh, but and th- I then I worked at an apple orchard. This is probably my best job. Hmm, worked apple at apple orchard, orchard as uh, the the kid the kid entertainer. So oh. like they people the kids would come on field trips, and mm-hmm. um, I would come out uh, every half hour uh, to the Simpsons theme song, and I would come <laughs> out and um, and give people lessons about apples. And then later on in the season about pumpkins. And I was the opener. Uh, after me, they went on to the baby pig race. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> what a gig. Yeah, this was actually really good. I think I got paid $20 an hour. Wow. Which was awesome. And I worked three days a week, which was, mm-hmm. you know. That's a lot. This was pretty good. This was my best paying job because I remember – when I first Were you in hit, high school when you did no, this? No, this was when I was like 19, I think. Okay. But I was, uh, yeah, I was, this was a pretty sweet job because the minimum wage at the time was like six seventy five, six ninety five. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So you were rolling in it. You're mm-hmm. like 20 an hour. I got my one woman show. Mm-hmm. Did you choose the Simpsons theme no, song? No, no, no. They out? told me that's what would be. <laughs> 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 but I got unlimited apples. <gasps> oh, that's the sweetest perk. Yeah. Yeah. Unlimited apples, and uh, I got to kind of encounter the youth. Um, nice. <laughs> yeah, a big thing. How long I, yeah, I did would you say do like, this job for? I did this for you know the whole apple season, you know, mm-hmm. and like, but I remember I would like kind of ask them to like talk, you know, we do quiz about apples and stuff, and you know Johnny Appleseed that kind of thing. And I remember I would always ask, I'd be like, okay, how do we measure apples? How do we measure apples? What do, what do we measure apples in? And then I would no one would know and then I'd say, okay, it rhymes with mushel. And then they would all go, like every single kid would be like, marshmallow. It's <laughs> a <laughs> so bushel. bushel. And did you say, you got it. <laughs> but the, then there was a big bell. If the kids got it right, they got to ring the big bell. This was a huge, this was a party. Wow. Did you have to wear, like, a, a costume? Oh, yeah. You had to wear a hat, overalls, and a, a, an apple orchard T-shirt. Nice. Mm-hmm. The whole thing. I thought you were going to be like, they made me dress up as Johnny Appleseed. <laughs> <laughs> Every half hour, I come out ready to tell my story. <laughs> that could be another That could be another show, you know? I think so. Yeah. I just wrote, yeah. It was, I was Farmer Joe. That's how I had to kind of go by. Farmer Joe. Mm-hmm. There was a I corn maze. It. it was kind of a really exciting entertainment opportunity. 
Nice. Mm-hmm. So at this time in your life, you knew you wanted to go into entertainment? Uh-huh. And this was the kind of the closest I could get. <laughs> <laughs> Did you do theater at all in school? Yeah, but the, I couldn't do professional. I could just couldn't. I couldn't uh, get it together. And so that this was kind of as close as I could get to a professional theater experience. Got it. Got it. Mm-hmm. So... Okay, so how long did you stay in St. Louis? Because you said you did this for one apple season, right? You didn't go back the following fall. Mm-hmm. No. no, and so then I... Just graduated. Yeah, I graduated. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, I think then I, I ended up working in, in um, food service. After that, kind of, that was kind of my one big break that I went back to food service. Uh, it happens. I did a I did dinner theater when I first graduated uh, college, and I thought, this is the life of an actor. Sometimes you're doing a musical in a barn in, in Delaware, and you get paid very little to do it, but that, that's being an actor. And then the show ended, and I went back to the restaurant. So I get it, you know, and you're like, oh, when will the next one happen? You what know? musical was it? Um, a funny thing happened on the way to the forum. Wow. Mm-hmm. It was... Which is a bizarre show uh, to think about. We had an episode with a friend of mine who is now a, a, a big sommelier in Napa, California, but she was in the show with me. <laughs> and we were just talking about how ridiculous it was. But, you know, we felt like professional actors. And, yeah. you know, for the few months that we did it and then back to the restaurant, it was, you know, the yeah. grind. <laughs> yeah. I Did you... Go back to food. I was going to say food service in St. Louis. You were still living yeah, there. Yeah, I was, did a lot of food service in St. Louis. I was. I worked at a, in a restaurant and a. I worked in a few kitchens. Um, I. Uh, back of house. Back of house, front of house, anything. I, I remember wow. I. I worked at a, as a waitress at this restaurant, um, this crepe restaurant, and mm-hmm. um, there was like this kind of. Uh, I just, I just remember like realizing, I was like, I don't think I'm tough enough for this world. (laughs) Like I remember one time this other waiter was in a bad mood and he was like, he was, I knew he was in a bad mood and I was like, Hey, are you doing okay? What's wrong? And he goes, I'm fine. And then he poured dressing on my shoes and I remember being like, on your shoes. Yeah. Like he just took it off the salad and poured it onto my shoes, and I remember being like, "Oh, oh, this is a, this is a hard world." <laughs> also, you were being kind. You were like, "Are you okay? I'm just checking in on you as your <laughs> peer here." And he poured. It. Wow, he was not okay. So he was not okay. Uh-uh. <laughs> Woof. So did you quit that job? No, did I stayed you, on you for a this? long time. Yeah, I you stayed did. for, yeah. <laughs> when, how long did you, did you work in food service in New York at all? Or? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You I worked here. Yeah, I was a caterer. I, yeah, I was, um, I was a caterer for a long time. They, uh, that was, uh, yeah, I just, I guess I just didn't really, like, I, I guess I just didn't really understand. I still don't understand how to like make things. I remember one time we got this couple wanted to have wheels of cheese instead of okay. cake, like a cake tier tiered cake. Oh. And so they, <laughs> they just, just like, wanted like, cheese. It looked like a just a bunch of cheeses, and I was like, oh, it's a bunch of cheeses. I'll just cut it like a cake. 
I would cut a cake. And so I put sure. little slices of the cheese on plates with forks. Mm-hmm. And like, I just didn't think. And then people started eating these cheeses, like thinking they were cakes in the dark light. And they, and then people were like <laughs> retching and like, just kind of shrieking because they didn't be like goat cheese. They expected cake and it was yeah. just a big slab of cheese. That's yeah, cute. I could see that being a little daunting. You know, yeah. you're on a dance floor and you're like, ooh, cake. And you get it and it's like a, a very, like you know. I like that idea. I, I'd rather sharp. a big slab of slab of cheese instead of a slice of cake. Really? At the end of the night, you want a piece of cheese? Yeah, yeah night cheese. Mm. Like, do you order, would you order a cheese plate, like, at a restaurant? I don't think I've ever ordered it. Like, after, you know when they have the dessert menu and it's mm-hmm. like, you could get this chocolate souffle or you could get a plate of cheese. I never got it. I never did that. No. I don't think I would ever do that. No, no, no. <laughs> did they blame you or they like, someone cut the cheese? <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's not a cake. <laughs> like, you should have the option. They should have had cheese and donuts yeah. you know? that kind of reminds me though i did i remember one time i was i was in a kitchen and i was cooking um i was cooking beans um and then i spilled the beans <laughs> and i remember everybody Literally. kept being like you spilled the beans and i'm like yeah i <laughs> spilled the beans I, yeah i'm wet with beans and then everyone <laughs> coming up to me looking at my outfit being like you spilled the beans, didn't you? And I was just getting more angry. <laughs> That's when you know it's time to quit, when the comedy has, has outdone you, you know? That's that's when you know. Yeah, cut the cheese, spill the beans, I've done it all. Yeah. So wait, when did you, I, I skipped over this, when did you move to New York? I moved to New York in 2010. Okay. Mm-hmm. In pursuit of becoming a star, right? You came here with the bug, sure. with the yeah. dreams. Trying, yeah. Okay, and yeah. that's when you were catering. Oh, I worked in a coffee shop, and then, then I started working in a and catering. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it. So you didn't come to New York with like something already set up, or did you just no got I, a job when you got I really here? couldn't figure out how to. Yeah, I I tried to. <laughs> Most oh. don't. I mean. <laughs> I say I like just I saved a lot of money working in that restaurant in St. Louis. And then I was like, okay, I guess I got to get a job in like a month and a half. And then that was the it was it's really uh, I don't know how I would have done it differently, but this is a really hard city to move to. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. Even for a restaurant job, you think, oh, I'll just get something to support myself. I remember coming and all the restaurants said you needed New York experience yeah. because they think every other restaurant in the country is not as good or as <laughs> high volume or what. I don't know. And I remember being like, well, I'd never lived here. So I, I don't have, <laughs> I don't have New York experience. I had Boston experience cause I went to college there, but it was like, they were like, mm, Boston. You know? <laughs> <laughs> when did you move here? I moved here in 2008. Wow. And then, and then you, did you work in food service too? Forever. For seven years. I would, well, yeah, I'd say like four or five, five years in New York, I worked in food service, um, at fancy restaurants, oh. which was nice, but it was, you know, it was hard and the clientele was so pretentious and, you know, I learned a lot and I became very thick skinned and I don't know, it was and then there came a day where, because I, I would work at night, 
And when I was starting to do a lot more comedy, if I had to take off to do a show, I wasn't going to get money that day. So I was like, because yeah. we didn't have lunch. We, we couldn't do lunch service. So I was like, I need to find something that I get paid in the day because yeah. this sucks. Because then I was like, I want to do this show, but I can't because it's like Friday night and I make a lot of money on a Friday night. And yeah, so yeah. That was, then I got a day job. But yeah, what did you so you were working at a coffee shop and then you other restaurants in New York? Did you just yeah catering? I just did catering a lot. And then um I knew a lot of actors who did catering. That seemed like a good gig to get, like, if you had auditions and stuff, but... Yeah, there were, I it was going pretty good. I, it was really going pretty good. Like, I had some friends there and stuff, and, like... And then... Yeah. But then these two Polish women joined this crew, and they kept telling me I looked like this little... They were like, oh, you remind us of this cartoon character from Poland. And <laughs> they, they were always talking, like, whispering and looking at me and, like, giggling. And I was like, what is with these two Polish women? And then I finally was like, could you show me the cartoon? And this uh -huh. cartoon was like, this face was like, mm. and then it, the hair was like all over the place. And I think it was like this like little, this like the cartoon was like this little girl that's always like messing up and like falling over. And I just remember being like, oh, this, is, this is rough. Wow. Rude. Oh my God. <laughs> You should have been like, I have a show for you. You know who you remind me of? <laughs> Found any sitcom on, you know. Yeah, Garfield and Odie. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm like, what? Us? No. <laughs> oh, man. So when, so what, I like to know about, you know, when did you quit uh, catering? When did that come to an end? Or did you quit? Or was that a hey, Joe, you're not selling enough chicken kind mm. of situation. Well, I think what happened, I remember I always, uh, at, at the end, it was the time where that Empire State of Mind song was always playing at the end of wedding. song. Yes. And I remember just kind of like, it was like, New York, and the dreams are made of, and I just remember like, just like throwing like a bunch of like chicken balls in the trash and just being like, this sucks so bad. And then I remember one time I got, I checked my phone in the middle of a shift and it was a, there was a Facebook message and it was like, congratulations. And I was like, what? Did I get a job? Did I finally get a job? Like, so, and I'm finding out now. And then like, I like started to like, kind of like wonder like, oh my God, I could just walk out of here. This would be amazing. And then like, I was like, I guess I should just like find out what, so I was like, hey, what did I, what are you congratulating me for? And they were like, oh, sorry, sorry. I mixed you up with someone else. No. <laughs> oh. oh my god I, just, I thought you were gonna be like i found like there was a press release like you're gonna be writing on the tonight show and i know you found wouldn't out, that be like, amazing i know but I, the, the, no it was just like I, I just remember i i really always fantasized that there would be something that kind of like made me like throw off my tie and ran out the door but that never happened the dream yeah, yeah. that was always a dream of mine too to be like I quit. <laughs> yeah, I know. But then it, there were some perks. Like, I remember when anyone, like, I remember one time a couple ordered sushi as an appetizer, but you can only serve so much sushi. So it'd be like, one for you, one for me, one for you, <laughs> one for me. Yes. <laughs> and I got really good at, like, eating an appetizer and then hiding it in my cheek while I went to serve <laughs> other people appetizers. That was really yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> 
I got good at that. I got good at eating. We had a garlic bread and, and you could, I would eat the garlic bread and just like, you know, I would think like they're going to want, they're going to want it if they smell it on me. Like it's, <laughs> this is actually strategy. I'm not just, you know, starving right now, even though I was always. I was always starving. I remember, yeah, like eating just like plain bacon because that was the only thing that was available. Like that was the only thing like constantly available. I just like eating just so much plain bacon like I was like my own dad on Atkins it was so (laughs) gross I started eating oysters because uh one of my first restaurant jobs in New York I worked at a fish restaurant and they would give us you know the family meal before was like disgusting but so during service I was always so hungry and I'd say it because I'm not shy I was like oh I'm starving and the one guy who was very nice to me he called me Anita he called me which is little Anna he told he's like Anita I'm gonna call you that and I was like okay and uh he'd give he worked the the raw bar at this fish restaurant. So he'd be like, come here, come here. And he'd give me oysters. And I didn't even know I liked oyster. I, you know, I always kind of thought they were gross growing up, like a raw oyster, not fried. Those are fine. And I was so hungry that anything tastes good then. And so I'd eat it and I'd be like, look at me. I am a sophisticated oysters are so (laughs) good. But I was just starving. <laughs> like he probably was like, I, I had an extra one by accident or something, and he he made my day. But that's how I, I always tell people. That's how I started liking oysters wow. because the raw bar guy fed me them. <laughs> I that remind I did have somebody did take a liking to me in the kitchen at this restaurant, and um, I just he he really liked me because I look he to me to him I looked like the woman from Free Willy and uh, Lori Petty. <laughs> And he was always like, free Willy. And then he would really, he would always bestow little gifts to me. I'm glad it wasn't the whale. <laughs> when he points and goes, free Willy. <laughs> I would have been like, people are going to think you're calling me a whale. And it, <laughs> you're calling me the female actress? Fine. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, having friends in back of house was key working at restaurants. Mm-hmm. Like, there was one chef I really liked and he like, he would be like, you want, he'd be like, you want to taste a little Wagyu? Like, I'm like, people pay $27 an ounce for this. Can you believe I remember that? And, uh, (laughs) he'd be like, yeah, I got some, I got a little extra. He like, you know, I was like, oh, cool. We're friends. Like he's giving me steak and you know, it wasn't like that sounded creepier than it it was. He was married. He was a nice man. (laughs) He just was nice to me (laughs) because he knew I, you know, I cared about food shows. I watched a lot of food shows. So I felt like I could chat with chefs there, I don't know. Our, I think our restaurant was pretty dysfunctional. Like, I remember the head chef, for a long time, he was dating the hostess. Mm. But everyone in the kitchen knew that he was cheating on her. But she, mm. didn't, but she didn't hear any of those conversations. Drama. Okay. And so he was kind of, like, very handsy and stuff. He would always, like, touch your hips and stuff, where you like, when he'd go behind you. Like, stuff you don't mm. need to do. Mm-mm. And he... He had. He was really, really skinny, except for he had a big uh, beer belly. And <laughs> but he was mean to people, and so people were always kind of biting back. This was like a dressing restaurant. People were kind of nasty. Yeah. And I remember one guy was like, "Hey, chef, why do you got such a skinny body but a, a big belly? What's up with that?" And he goes, "I never forget this." He goes, "You know what?" At midnight, this pumpkin turns into a big old dick. 
<laughs> stomach turns into a penis. <laughs> yeah, but way to ruin fairy tales for us too. What the hell? <laughs> Ooh. I don't know. That doesn't make sense to me, but cool. it made sense to me, but I didn't like it. <laughs> So I want to know when was the time where, when did you, was it the Tonight Show? What was like the job that made you, you know, that gave you the freedom to quit like these other kind of survival gigs? Um, I got offered to, Chris Gethard offered to hire oh. me for three weeks for his new TV show. The Chris Gethard show the, on, on Fusion. Oh, on Fusion. I was going to, this was before the True TV mm-hmm. version. Yeah. Yes. this was Because I knew you worked on that too. But so then... Um, the three weeks, I was like, I guess I'll just quit my job and just do it. This seems like a, this is the dream, right? And I was like, but it's for three weeks. I was like, but maybe this is actually more money than I've ever made in like a long period of time. So maybe it's worth it. And mm-hmm. so I did it. I got, I quit my jobs and then I did, I, uh, yeah, I got, then three weeks, I like did uh, well enough to be extended to five weeks and then it was extended to, nine weeks and then it was extended to like 13 weeks oh my god and then i was like wow and then it it was done good for you for taking for being like three weeks a lot of money i'll quit everything else because that's like unfortunately like as writers you know for people listening who don't understand the like hustle of being a comedian in new york and if you're writing or you're acting like you get a gig for a certain you know a lot of the jobs you know how much time you will be needed on the job and it's like you have no idea what's coming afterwards, but you know you have to go and do it. So yeah. you you got to kind of just leave everything else and, and do the job and pray that it leads to something else. Yeah. Yeah, it's really nerve-wracking, but it does seem like it's like, well, how often are you ever going to get this opportunity? Yeah. I love that it was three weeks and then you're like, and then they told you two more and then they're like, a couple more. And, and rather than saying like, we'd love to have you for 13 weeks, this is the season or whatever. Like, yeah, well, I think it was like, yeah, I think they were like, just didn't know maybe if I was going to yeah. be a good fit or. Oh, I thought you were going to say if the show was going to oh. go that long or if they already had a series picked up or whatnot. <laughs> they were just, even after five weeks, they're like, I still don't know. Let's see if Joe, <laughs> let's see how she does next week. We'll give her two more. <laughs> But it did, it was like this huge, I like couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe like what that kind of, uh, just like the idea that you could just kind of come up with ideas all day and then like go get lunch at a food cart and then come back and come up with more ideas that it was like, this is, (laughs) this is heaven. Yeah. That's awesome. But that also led to so much because I mean, that show, it was so cool to see. I had a lot of friends who worked on that show, and it was so fun to see you guys, like, go from Fusion, and then it wasn't going to be on Fusion, and then it was picked up on True TV. Like, you really went yeah. through that whole, like, journey with yeah. what it what it's like to pitch and, and work on a television show that that, that was wild, right? Yeah. I mean, Chris Gettin, I imagine. It's like he's always got something crazy going on, and I mm-hmm. think it's like this kind of, like every time you're with him, it's going to be this kind of epic story. Something's going to happen that you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that happened. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. He had such a fun community of people and fans. The fans were so dedicated. I remember I went to a taping of the True TV one and it was yeah. like a party. It was like, yeah. it was fun. Everyone was just having a great time. Like it, I knew the cameras were rolling. I knew it was like, and he interviewed someone, but it was mostly just like so silly and so much fun. And if people danced after, I it was, was like, amazing. wow, this is, a, this is a wild night. <laughs> yeah, I remember the uh, one episode we did was like, it was dogs only. <laughs> and they didn't foresee that the dogs would keep pissing and shitting. Oh, and my so God. Like, it was one person's job to like sneak in under the cameras and pick up the dog shit whenever oh it would, or like put down a new wee-wee pad. It was, it smelled awful. I couldn't, I couldn't believe how bad that backfired, but it was just like, there was just so much piss and shit coming out. Oh of my God. <laughs> Dogs only like the whole night. It was just that no owner. I mean, like the, the owner's wait in the back or anything. No, Cause or? these all, dogs were all able to be adopted. Oh, so it was like, these were like, basically it was like all these dogs that didn't have owners yet. And so yeah. then, um, <laughs> That's pretty wild. Did you ever know what puppy party was? You reminded me of puppy party. No, what's puppy party? I don't know if they still exist, but to me, it was the greatest company that ever happened. Uh, They were like, you could rent puppies for like two hours for like a birthday party or like an event. And they were all adoptable. They were always puppies. You'd get like, they were always like between eight and 10 weeks. And they had like a very specific... (laughs) range of you know the time that you Uh would get these puppies and I saw like a clip of it on the news and I remember and my boss loved animals when I had this day job I was like we gotta do puppy party because he'd spend money on a lot of fun things and I was like this this is you get them for two hours and you can adopt them if you fall in love Uh and uh and we did it once but I also did it once for a shoot and I was like wouldn't it be funny if we had puppies in this video like oh my gosh (laughs) It was for a, a dog company that I was like, we wrote this like sketch for, uh-huh. but we didn't tell puppy party that it was for a shoot. So this girl came with all these like, you know, like crates full of puppies. And we were like, do you mind if we like film them for like an hour? You know, like, do you mind if they're on film? For And she didn't know. She was like, I guess like, we're like, we'll tip you well. And she was like, okay. <laughs> We got all these dogs on camera and then we took like a long ass lunch break and everyone was like holding puppies and just playing and we were like, oh, it makes the day better. Unless they're shitting all over your set. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I remember this one dog was like really pathetic and I just loved him so much. He was like, he's really, really round and little bitty legs. And I remember like picking him up because he wasn't really playing with everyone else. He was a little bit older. And I picked him up and I was like, this is, oh, I love this dog. Like, I want to take this dog home. And then, yeah, that dog pissed all over my shirt. I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh, I love that. So, okay. Well, I'm trying to picture your journey. I don't know why I thought you did Tonight's Show before the Chris Gethard Show, but I guess it was opposite, right? Did you work for them afterwards? Uh, yeah, I think okay. I worked... Maybe um, I worked on a pilot, and then I worked on, uh, I think that's how it went. And then I worked on The Tonight Show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the Chris Gethard Show, that's cool. That really, like, started your career of yeah. of working in television. Yes, big time. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. That's cool. And here we are. Here we are. 64 years post-pandemic. <laughs> 
and uh and now you're on shrill it's so cool oh thanks yeah that's that was fun that was really fun to do it was it's all done but it was a really nice experience i appreciate shows that end when when they want to end like Mm. right there were so many shows i feel like we had growing up that were like oh man i loved the first three seasons but after that it sucked like they're yeah. There were so now I think people have like taste where they're like, this show should be this amount of time. You know, I think yeah. of all the like all the shows I really enjoy too. I'm like, I like that they know when to start, when to end, you know, mm-hmm. and it's it's not Yeah, very British. It's a moment in time. Yeah, yeah. It's it's polished. It's you know, we didn't just keep doing it to to do it. We, yeah. you know. Yeah. Here's the story. That's cool. Yeah. Um what else what else have you worked on? Is there any other fun jobs that you've had? Any favorites that stand out to you? Because I know we're coming down to a, a fun game Ellen planned for us. Whoa. We can go into that if unless you had any other gigs that you felt worthy of mentioning. <laughs> of course. Um I did No pressure. I think maybe my my worst one of my worst jobs has to be uh cleaning my landlord's house. I I got a, I I struck a deal with him where I could get 10% off my rent if I cleaned his house every week. Wow. From the start? Or was this something you worked out after? I worked out after. Wow. Okay. And it was so nasty. I could not (laughs) believe it was totally not worth the money at all. I was like, so I could, I made me I've never heard of this. This was in New York. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. This guy, he was like, pay me in cash and I will give you, you got five, five percent off if you paid in cash. And then plus my cleaning, I got 10% off. So you could really save a bundle. (laughs) Did other tenants do this? Like, were you like, I'll clean on Mondays, but like, you know, three B is cleaning on, they already called Saturdays. (laughs) No, I don't think so. I don't think anyone else wanted to degrade themselves that much, but I like, yeah, but clean, if cleaning up for him was, that was pretty, um, yeah, I just, you just, I didn't really, at the time I wasn't really cleaning my own house very well, you know, like it was kind of living like a slob. So just kind of, uh, you know, the hairs, the, the you know, the oh. hairs, the, the smells, all of it. Oh. You kind of get to know somebody at a deeper level. Oh, yes. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. That's pretty crazy. How long did you do that for? I think I did that for about six months. And then I was, had to stop. Wasn't worth it. It wasn't, wasn't worth, worth it. it. Yeah. That's why I think they don't offer that often. <laughs> I've never heard of anyone doing that in New York. <laughs> Soon you're gonna be as personal as what if you what if you didn't mind it and you were like, how about for thirty percent I'll take care of your kids on Sundays and you go food shopping or something. That feels very like old fashioned, like medieval times, like Lord in the manor sort of like peasant relationship. Yeah. And also had you ever like cleaned before professionally or No, no, that is not one of my skills. But that yeah, that was added to the resume. <laughs> Afterwards. I'm not I'm not a very good cleaner. I think you really need to be a detail oriented person. I'm more of a big picture gal, you know, so I'm just yeah. thinking, yeah, we've wiped it, but you really have to um mm-hmm. you have to wipe it hard. You know, mm-hmm. you, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's why I, my boyfriend takes care of that. I don't even try anymore because I'll wipe a counter and he'll say 
did you wipe this with like Windex or anything? I'll be like, no, I just wet paper towel. You know, I just wiped it and then he'll take it out, you know, show me the proper way <laughs> to clean it. And I'll say, you know what? I'm just not going to do it next time. <laughs> Why would we both do it if you're going to redo it? Right. Really smart. Really, really economical. I don't know if either of your boyfriends like to clean, but I highly recommend it. If you guys are out there seeking a partner, number one, do you clean? Check it out. Amazing. Wow. Yeah. It's nice. You know, I think he got a little more, uh, how do I say this? Um, more anal about it in the pandemic. So it's really lovely. And he (laughs) listens to this podcast. So I'm just trying to praise you, Jared, you know, just getting, letting the people know your skills. I would also like to praise you. Yeah. Really nice. (laughs) There you go. Yeah, everyone's giving you a high five, Jared, over over the podcast. <laughs> wow, I can't believe you cleaned it. Did you move after that? Was it like, all right, I'm done. I'm done cleaning and I'm done living here or? I moved out. I, I think I find I moved out when I got um, after I'd uh, been because at the, at the tonight I got the tonight show job while I was living in that apartment. And that's I think mm. that's when I stopped really officially cleaning that because yeah. I didn't need it, the all that money off it. I could have right afford it more and then i remember i uh um because in between jobs you were you panic a little i always panic in between gigs Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. for some reason i think if you really are in this business you you figure it out and good things will happen but you know there is that time of like uncertainty and you're like oh i could get 10 percent off my rent sure i'll clean like yeah it was i uh I kind of would It's wild be, to think though you had already worked on a television show and your next job was going to be on another television show but in between you were like sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it just felt like maybe it would never happen again and <laughs> I didn't have any I mean even, even now I'm always like well that that was my last job and um, I, I know I, I know how you feel. Yeah. Yeah. I was talking with my friend and we both had the same experience of booking a very big commercial as the first commercial we ever booked. And I thought, that was awesome. I loved it. I'll do commercials. Who knew? You know, I never knew I would. I loved them. And it was like, no, I hit I hit the jackpot on that one. And it has wow. never been, you know, since the, I'm always like, I'll never book as big of a job. You know, I've had gigs since then, for sure. But the residuals on it, like everything, like I was like, this is a traditional, like, good commercial booking and mm-hmm. I was so young and now I'm like I don't know if it'll ever happen again I pray every I day will. yeah I, think I pray will. to God you know yeah I can be a mom I can, <laughs> I can sweep right we can do it it's fine it'll happen you're right I'll manifest it on the pot it'll happen again mm-hmm. okay but thank you Walmart for that original booking that really you really you know flashed it in my face and then <laughs> it never happened again Oh, I think I figured out my favorite job. Okay. Okay, so I was hired to be a fake casting director <laughs> along with another fake casting director. And we were doing a, we were supposed to be part of a fake audition so that the actor man could propose to his actor girlfriend. Oh, that's wonderful. So all of you were hired for this proposal. Yeah. As actors to play casting people. Mm -hmm. And so we had to like pretend to be like, next, next, (laughs) thanks. And then, and then we like had, we were like, okay, like with the boyfriend came in and was like, we're like, 
like the girlfriend came in. She's like, oh, what are you doing here? And he's like, oh, I didn't realize you were going to be going out for this too. And we were like, <laughs> could you read it? And then we had them read the scene and then the scene is supposed to like unexpectedly end in a proposal. Uh-huh. And then they did it and the guy proposed to her and she was like, yes, yes. And then they started kissing and kissing and kissing and we had not gotten paid and so we all just had to stay Watch there the make out yeah and there was like cameras rolling so like we couldn't really move much because we didn't want to block the cameras and so we were just like oh, i love this uh, this amazing. how did it was this like a craigslist thing and they you i think it was like, a friend they... of a friend got me involved in it yeah and yeah, I love those gigs, like the like, we need actors for something, you know, <laughs> for this social experiment of this man proposing to his girlfriend. I love that so much. Actory story <laughs> I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. That's really fun. I hope they're still together and Me happily too. married. And Me I hope too. they, you know, I hope they like know that, you know, people still talk about it. <laughs> oh. We're talking about it now. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. That's fun. Mm-hmm. That's a fun gig. I once, uh, you'll love this, my first restaurant job ever in college when I was a hostess and I had to go in early and we had to wipe down all of the menus, you know, like before service and a man came in. It was a nice restaurant too. And a man came in during that afternoon and he said, Hey, I'm going to be proposing to my girlfriend tonight at the restaurant. I want it to come out uh, under a, a dome, like a silver dome. Did I ever tell you this, Ellen? I, I sometimes forget. And he, and he no. goes, so I'm going to leave the ring with you and I want it to come out before we're going to order dessert. He goes, we'll eat. And then before we order, before the desserts come out, I want this to come out like as the dessert. And then you take off the dome and and it's not a dessert. It's, it's a ring. And I was like, I remember I was like 18, 19. And I was like, me, you, you're leaving. He he like shows it to me. I'm like, it's like a diamond ring. I'm like, you're going to leave this with, I'm like, I hope I'm in college. I was like, I'm just trying to make a little money. Oh my God. And I remember like he gave me the ring and I went over to my manager and I was like, we have to, we have to propose to this man. And like, you know, I put the notes in his reservation. I was so nervous. I was going to lose this diamond ring or, you know, it's going to go somewhere, but we did it. Whoa. I know. And she said, yes, but I think she didn't like the whole presentation of the, you know, I don't think she Uh liked being in a restaurant where people are watching and, you know, they have to clap after. And it was like, she didn't like the whole public proposal and i'm standing there like please say yes i don't want to hold this and i i like left you know all my other friends i didn't have a lot of friends in college didn't work and i worked and i remember going back my roommates were like how are you i'm like i proposed to someone yeah she said yes it was wild um Ellen, let's play your game. Ellen has a little game for us. We like to do this. Yeah, uh, yeah. We like to do random. Okay. Ra- we call them right. just a random game at the end. There's nothing too right. structured here. Yeah. You know? It's um, a- job related. So how familiar are you with office lingo, Joe? Um, I'm not. Um, Perfect. Okay. Well, I'm not either. We can both answer it if you want. <laughs> we'll Ellen. see if you can answer <laughs> these uh, these okay. questions that I've come up with then. Because maybe you've used some of these words right. in emails or a writer's room. Maybe. Yeah. Yes, you know. I bet so. I bet I've seen a printer and stuff. Toner. So so yeah, you've been printer, in a building. Printer, toner, right. pencils, pens. Bags. So, yeah. 
It's, you've, you've swiped into an yeah, office. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. But okay. there are just like, there's a lot of different like uh, words that you use in an office situation that are just like buzzy and like dumb and like overused. So this is, which of these office phrases would you promote or fire? So tell me which of these phrases okay. you'd keep or you'd get rid of. Okay. So you're ending an email. You just explained what promote and fire means. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, you know, you know now, right? So yeah. you're ending an email. Do you do best, best wishes or thank you? Okay. I would say you, um, I'd say you promote best wishes. That's obviously, you know, you want to give a vibe of a birthday cake and then you demote, you fire. Thank you. Cause that's, you know, that's assuming a lot. Mm. I would I agree with you because I think you put the thank you in the email that's not your sign off oh great great thinking maybe you're starting the email with thank you (laughs) you know just just at the end oh thank you so much for taking the time to read this I don't know but yeah thank you goes in somewhere what is best wishes though like what is that what does that mean Okay, so there's wishes that are okay, and there are good wishes, but the best wishes are really the strongest ones. And That's that, kind of genie talk. It's just goodwill. For, okay. Mm-hmm. All right, when you write, wait, I have a question. When you write best, like best, comma, Anna, on an email, is it short for best wishes? I thought yeah. it was short for all the best. Oh. Wishes. I always thought it was short for best wishes. <laughs> all, all the best wishes. Yeah, okay, uh-huh. that makes sense. <laughs> I'm going to write all the best wishes. <laughs> Just get it longer and longer. <laughs> yeah, signing off with best always feels like really strange to me. I don't know. I, I wouldn't like say that it. in person. Like best. <laughs> Bye best. <laughs> um, all right, here's the next one. Um, okay, so let's have a meeting to make sure we're in lockstep. Or are we having a meeting to make sure we're aligned? Which one of those? would you save i've never heard it in lockstep so i'm gonna go with a line uh yeah honestly never really used lockstep ever (laughs) and i don't know who people who do but i use aligned all the time yeah do it yeah in lockstep we should have a meeting to make sure we're in lockstep yeah yeah let's (laughs) lock those steps together folks let's all say it this week yeah i'd love to I'm gonna I'm gonna email you both and say I I'd like to have a meeting uh, just to make sure we're all we're in, in long lockstep. lockstep best wishes <laughs> best wishes on your lockstep this week. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, here's one. After that meeting, do you want to circle back or do you want to touch a base? Circle back, Ooh. circle back. Whoa, Ooh. whoa! It's like you're that was fast on a runway, like having the airplanes come through, like circle back. I love a circle best. I mean, circle, circle back. <laughs> I love it. I cannot touch a base. I don't want to touch no, base. No TB. Mm. Oh, I like touch base. And maybe that's because my mom always said it. So I'm like, <laughs> I think of her, you know, she'll be like, we should touch base sometime soon, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's real casual and cool. Like, let's mm-hmm. touch base later. Circle back puts pressure on it, I feel like. Mm, yeah. I feel like it's really great. It feels like you're in like, a canoe. <laughs> But I feel like circle back. Okay, so I have homework to do because they're gonna they're gonna circle back. Or mm-hmm. This is gonna come around again. Touch base feels like maybe I'll see you. Maybe I will. We should touch base. Yeah, let's mm. have a chat. Interesting. <laughs> okay, here's the last one. Okay, so we're really crushing this PowerPoint. 
um, you know, put in, <laughs> putting together this PowerPoint? Is it because we really know how to raise the bar or is it because we think outside the box? Ooh. Oh, okay. So obviously there's a bar of chocolate. There's a box of chocolates, right? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what it comes down to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like where your brain went with that. I'm going to think it's got to be thinking outside the box. Ellen, what do you think? I'm curious. Mm. I think think outside the box. Yeah. Raising the bar reminds me me of like the gym, like lifting weights and like, nah. I was going to say, if you work in finance, if you work, if you're a lawyer, you know, I think certain jobs raising the bar probably is the appropriate thing. But if you're a creative person, you work in production, we all work in production or entertainment. We were told to think outside the box. That's where our best work comes (laughs) from. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? A to C it all. Think outside the all box. All about having those brainstorms and thinking outside the box. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Raise the bar sounds more powerful. <laughs> yeah. I understand. I understand the boxes. Yes. Yeah. Box could be small. <laughs> well, bar could be low. <laughs> yes. Wow. Um, we're going to raise that box as, as big as that box will go. <laughs> I hope you've learned like some new words from this Tim experience. Robinson sketch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, I have um, learned. Thank you. And Ellen just that was a game, I guess. One. I don't Thanks. know. Great <laughs> really game. Good, I loved really it. Really great game. Really great game. I loved it. Joe, you're so much fun. Thanks. It was really nice to catch up with you. Yes, you Uh, too. Thank you for having me on this great podcast. It was great. And I hope to see you IRL sometime soon at a comedy show or something. You're in New York, right? Yes, you too. Yeah. 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 I'm I'm going to see IRL. Yeah. Okay. We'll make it happen. Um, Where can people find you? Where can they see you, hear you, watch you? Um, I do a a show uh, at Littlefield on Mondays called Butterboy. Yes, and it's then, an amazing stand-up show. Thank you. And then um, there's you could check out Dr. Game Show. That's a podcast I do with Manolo Moreno. Yes, Manolo. And watch Shrill on Hulu. Oh, thank it's you. It's on Hulu. Yeah. I was like, my brain wants to say <laughs> Hulu. I was like, it is. Um, yes, awesome, cool. And uh, and I hope you have a lovely day. Thanks thank for being you. here. I love that you worked in so many restaurants. You know, you never know who did that. And so we have that in common. <laughs> you don't. You don't. You All right. Thanks, Joe. Thank Thanks, you. Thanks, Joe. Oh, this was such a good episode. Joe Firestone, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, a get, right? She's was a, a legend. Really- She's like the hardest working woman in comedy. She really is. And she's so kind always. Anytime I've seen her over the years. So I'm so glad we got to catch up over Zoom and do this. This was so fun. Joe, we love you. Thank you. Um, and I didn't know she worked in so many restaurants. You know, you don't like see people at comedy shows or like do stuff and you're like hey where have you worked over time you know yeah like, yeah you it's don't interesting to hear people's uh gigs before they became yeah you know good yeah full-time writers yeah and i also like feel like i get to know like 
like we bond on a certain level because if you've worked in a restaurant for many or multiple restaurants for many years like you you have trudged through the fucking mud like you have experienced shit together even even if you don't work together you've experienced the same kind of shit and then people who've you know worked in childcare or whatever like they have their own version of that Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. and then the and then we got that the retail side i'm seeing some memes come to life in my brain right now you know like some memes yeah i'm feeling if you I worked like, in the restaurant business. Yeah, yeah, like which, you know, area of service you've, you know, lived through, unfortunately mm-hmm. or fortunately. Um, yeah, I'm starting to feel that right now. Maybe we can maybe we can come up with some memes. Uh, I love brainstorming Always, yeah. here on this outro. Um, <laughs> Ellen, how was your week? It was a good week. Um, it was a good week. I went out to the club last night, Anna. What do you mean you went out to the club? I you went go to the out club? to the club, dude. Wait, what's the club? Like a dance club? I went out dancing last night with some Congrats. friends. And I was up until like the sun, until the sun came out. Holy shit, Ellen. That is, that is a pre-pandemic life. I oh my know. God. I, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been a really long time since I've done something like that. Was it fun? It was really, really fun. Um, Were you hungover today? Not hungover. Um, just like kind of tired. But, yeah. But overall, I think I did pretty well. That's good. That's amazing. <laughs> Proud of myself. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy for you. I didn't know you liked a club. So, you know, sometimes sometimes I really do. It's, it's wow. got to be the right club and the right um, DJ. But yeah, it's, I was going to say, good. well, you do date a DJ. This is part of your like your your life with Dan, you know, from time so, to time. He definitely yeah. does it way more than me. But yeah. How about yeah. you? What are you up to? Oh, you know, uh, I didn't club, uh, but I, I don't think I've clubbed <laughs> since I was underage, uh, I believe. Um, maybe at once in my 20s, uh, you know, I mean, I'm still in my 20s, my early 20s. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. You understand. I'm always in my 20s. Um, yeah, I didn't club. I worked Friday night. I love saying that on my unemployed pot. I worked Friday night. Mm. I, I got to say, these Friday night shows, you got to tune in for one of them. They are so wild and so fun. And we're giving away so much money to people for their talents. I I don't know how to spread the word enough, but like literally, if you're listening to this, tune in Friday nights to Airtime. I host this show called Airtime's Got Talent, Mm -hmm. and it's legit. It's a legit talent competition, and you get $10 just for doing a a 30-second. I judge it, yeah. But we do, like the chat gets to vote who goes through. So we really do rely on the chat. We take a couple minutes, like a minute or two in between each round and we let the chat, you know, we tell you, please pick your top three or your favorites Mm -hmm. and, you know, hashtag team Ellen, who's on team Ellen. What's like the coolest talent that you've seen so far besides like singing? I feel like there's probably a lot of singing. We've had a lot of singing. You know, I love when people sing and play an instrument like piano or ukulele or guitar. We had a ukulele player win the other night. We've had a lot of comedy. We've had, you know, stand up comedians. Uh, but then we've also had, you know, a talent can be anything. And guess what, honey? You're getting ten dollars no matter what. Uh, we had someone eat a sandwich in under thirty seconds. That Whoa. is a talent. Okay. We had someone fight their sister. Uh, that is a talent. Uh, oh. You know, I didn't want to support it, but it was actually entertaining. Uh, you know. We've had a rapper in the Philippines. Uh, Ooh, you know, okay. we've had, you know, we've had a lot of weird shit. It's amazing. It's really a fun. I, I don't know how to say it. it's a wild ride. You never know what you're going to get. Wide you, selection of talent. Very wide. Yeah, it's really fun. Um, 
I also, I did a video this week. I don't know if you saw Hilaria Baldwin was in the news again. Again? What did she Ilaria. do this time? Okay, so here's the thing. Um, she's really, you know, you remember, she was in the news, obviously you guys remember, because she, um, someone discovered she's not from Spain, she's from Boston, mm-hmm. and she's white, and she's not, you know, at all, her parents are white, uh, but she presents herself as, you know, Spanish, right? And, mm-hmm. and, and we've now learned the truth that that isn't true. Um, and she had a lot of opportunities, I feel like, to kind of talk about it. Apparently, they launched a podcast. I don't think they really well, – I didn't listen to it. But uh, from what I've read, it, she didn't really address it much. And, um, and so she was in the news because she said – and she posts a lot. I follow her on Instagram. Her stories are – saturated she she's mm-hmm. a poster you know what i mean mm-hmm. uh some i think i'm watching them too hard like i know all the kids names like i really you know ugh, ellen you You're know when i follow in. i'm sucked in i love her she gives so much content she's the gift that keeps on giving and boy did she give last week so there were a couple of articles because she discussed that um being multicultural can be difficult sometimes, you know, because it's, uh, she's fluid and therefore, uh, sometimes, you know, her languages, she mixes them up and, and, you know, and her culture sometimes is a little hazy as to which, uh, what, what she'll say or do. So, uh, and and if you watch the stories, uh, you'll see, you know, there's a lot of dancing to Spanish music and, uh, a lot of uh, Spanish words are thrown into the stories. And, and Mm -hmm. I'd say if, if you look at what, it's gone on she really leaned into it uh more even after people called her out for this um she's white she's not right but she's been leaning very very spanish uh late okay uh, okay okay um and i don't you know and so i did an impression of her and i don't want to like i don't want i don't know how to explain it i do it almost out of like it's it's wild to me <laughs> that she truly believes this, you yeah, know, or, or or she plays this act, you know, out for the press. I don't know which it is, but it's fascinating that it continues. And so I do it out of, you know, like obsession a little bit, yeah. you know, and also I am white and I find it funny that like, you know, that she is, you know, people didn't know she was white. I don't know. I, I understand there are a lot of people, you know, Spanish and people have said, oh, people from spain are white and that that is true but yeah yeah of course you know she's not like i don't know i don't know how to compare like rachel dolezal is a different story but like she is saying she she grew up with this culture that she didn't necessarily grow up with so yeah she's lying kind of yeah so i did this i did this thing and here's and it, it was fun you know i did a video and i have fun doing it i have fun playing with the broken spanish and whatever and it, it, you know i enjoy, and some people on tiktok think i am her which is hilarious mm-hmm. it's hilarious as they love to tell me and uh and i'm i have fun with it you know the videos i i do them and i think they're fun to make uh-huh. and so i did one and it did fine it was doing okay on tiktok you know n- TikTok now, a video that does well is like mm-hmm. five million. You know what I mean? Like oh, wow. it's that the now. hundreds of yeah, the hundreds of thousands, yes, you'll you'll get some traction, it's fun, it'll be in the for you pages for a while, and then it kind of hits a peak. If you get to the millions, like that is very viral now. So okay. it, it did okay. It, I'd say it's it broke a hundred thousand, you know, that's okay. But then it started doing like a couple days later, it started doing really well on Instagram reels. Um, and I was like, why is this doing like usually when that happens, when it gets views after the fact 
someone must have posted it. You know what I mean? Like maybe a public, like someone published something about her and they linked my thing, you know, like you got to mention in an article or a website or whatever. And I was like, somewhere who posted this? Like I couldn't figure it out. And someone goes, Anna, have you read Hilaria Reddit? And I was like, Hilaria Reddit. Okay. Ellen. Yeah, Hilaria Reddit. Oh, of she has a Reddit page. Someone oh. posted it there? Yeah. And nice. the Reddit, the Reddit goes deep. You know, they are, there are a lot of people pissed off. And I was like, of course there's a Reddit for it. Yeah. And like, that's why it got traction. And it's very funny because I was like grateful for it because I was like, wow, it's so fun. Like all, all, all of a sudden it did well on Instagram. And I usually hate Reddit because Reddit was a place where people said so much shit about HQ as yeah. if I know, as if, as if we can't sign on to Reddit and read it ourselves, the people yeah. producing and, and hosting and writing the shows. So yeah. I was, like i was like wow for the first time i i see the the cool you know virality of reddit i was yeah. like damn wow reddit is working for you now instead of making you feel kind of bad That's yeah great. i'd read reddit and they'd be like i really liked scott when anna came on like she sucked compared to scott and exactly. as if and i'd be like okay and then you know someone someone i have some fans out there who would be like anna's amazing okay words rocks and i'd be like yeah fuck you <laughs> uh, i have a fan yeah. Um, anyway, that was my week. You know, that was a fun. It That's was a fun, exciting. It was fun it's to discover. It's like really thrilling to see something get a lot of views. It is thrilling. I hate it because it's like addicting. Because then it's like, what's I know next? it's what's totally next? addicting. Yeah. Right? Let me refresh. Let me refresh. Uh, as cool as we want to play it, it's always fun to have your stuff seen. You know, especially if you put in the effort. I put on a costume. You know, you, you want it to be seen. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Um, all right. We've talked a lot on this episode. That was such a fun episode, though. I love doing this podcast. I really do. Um, and, you know, I always want to leave it open to our guests. If I mean, our guests, our listeners, if there's anybody you really want on the podcast, hit oh, us yeah. up. Any suggestions? Yeah. I, the suggestion box is open, y'all. I know. Mike Berbiglia is someone we've talked about that I would love, love to get on. But I, I need uh-huh. people to hashtag, you know. I, I Also, you know my dream is to have Conan O'Brien because he's unemployed <laughs> right now. Yeah. Is he unemployed? I don't. He. I feel like he never stops working. He he can joke about being unemployed right now because his show is done. But oh god, if he could come on. But we had Joe Firestone. I can't complain about anything. You know, today was amazing. Perfect. Uh, um, All right, guys, go find us. Please check us out on Instagram, on Twitter. Uh, Send us all those beautiful messages. And hey, if you guys ever want to. you know, write into the show and tell us about your jobs or whatever. The unemployed team at gmail.com. That is it. Go listen to the other ones. Rate, review, all the beautiful things. I love you so much. Have a good day. Bye. Bye. Right now, I just want to take a moment to thank everybody who has supported our Patreon. This is your shout out right here from me. Tons of love. And if you haven't checked out our Patreon, all of our videos go up there. Sometimes I just write fun things because I feel like it. And it's just a really nice way to support us at Unemployed. And, you know, so we can keep this thing going. We do it for nothing. We do it for fun. We do it for you to listen to. So definitely check out the Patreon. And right now, huge shout out to our patrons, Bill Horton, Chi of Steel, Danielle McCartney, Lori Jackson, Jeannie Logan, we got Joe Galati, Chris Arneson, Jordan Lucero, Oscar Yuen, Ken Levin, and Vic Terry. Thank you so much. You have no idea how much it means to us, and I appreciate you, and I see you, and I love you.